T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. And joining us today is Ms. Shola Madison. She is the CEO of Seeds K-12, through a nonprofit dedicating to serve, educate, and empower diverse students from kindergarten through 12th grade with programs of self-exclamation, exploration rather, and mental wellness. How are you doing, Shola? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. And I am so interested in your program because, again, I'm all about October. You know, October's ending right now, but it is children's Mental Awareness Month, you know, mental wellness for children. And I think that's very, very important. But also, so I think it's very important for them to realize they have opportunity. And I like the fact that you're trying to empower all kinds of kids. Can you talk about when you guys started Seeds and, you know, am I on point with what you're trying to get accomplished? Yes, you are. It, it our main focus is mental health, but we say that we focus on the whole child. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to do that, we focus on the whole child mentally, mentally, physically, and socially as well. Because we know there's so many strong ties between, you know, if your body feels good, then your mind feels good. Right. If you're communicating effectively with people and you're learning how to express your emotions, and that ties a huge part into relationships and family relationships and how, you know, and all those really tie into how you're mental health is. So we really want to make sure that we're not only focusing on the mental health or we're focusing on the whole child mm-hmm. and the whole community as well. Can you talk about when you started, how long you guys been around and what inspired uh, you to start the SEEDS program? Of course. So we've been around for about two years mm-hmm. and what inspired SEEDS was, well, a few different things. Let me start with saying at first, in my career, I was teaching for okay. a little while. Mm-hmm. And then I got my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling with a focus in child and adolescence. So I was teaching for a little while and I was like, you know, I I love teaching. I love being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I love working with kids. But I knew that my forever job wasn't to be a teacher. So that's when I went to, I decided to get my master's degree in counseling. And my first counseling experience after school was working in domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I worked with moms and the kids and I knew I was doing good work, but I still didn't have that. Like, yes, this is my forever. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life feeling. Mm-hmm. So then I switched to doing anxiety and depression with teens. And so I was working with, with groups of 
about ages 13 to 17, and everyone in my group had attempted suicide. Oh, my goodness. Was this before the pandemic or after the pandemic or during the pandemic? Right before. Wow. Yes. So then that was really hard as well. I can imagine. Yes. And so it was still that I'm doing the work. Mm -hmm. I know it's needed, um, but it's still just it was really heavy for me. Was was it I've talked to different people about this before, and I want to get your input on it as well, where a lot of the teens who were thinking about suicide was because, you know, in the world today, they have access to so much information and there's so many things that they have to deal with that a lot of people older than them never had to deal with because they weren't aware or they didn't have to sort out information or they weren't bullied online or had to do certain things to represent and and they couldn't, you know, as a kid couldn't possibly handle all of that. Am I wrong? Yes, there was quite a bit of that, quite a bit of 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 what you see online versus yeah. how you feel versus just not feeling like, and of course I think that age at 13 age, there's lots of trying to, they're trying to figure themselves out and try right. and figure out what the world is. Mm-hmm. And social media isn't always the best. Most of the times is not the best thing exactly. to be looking at while exactly. you're trying to figure those things out. No. Oh, yeah. You know, in fact, I always say to kids online, you got to uh, wade through bots, bullies, and possible predators. You just don't know who's who. Right. Yes, exactly. And sadly, a lot of the cases I was working with was parents had an idea of what they thought their child should be and what they should do and who they wanted them to be. Or it was maybe a parent who they had all these dreams for Mm. for themselves and they couldn't reach them. So they were kind of putting them onto the child to, to, I need to do this. So here's this opportunity for you. So you should want to do it. And the kid has no interest. And so the parents are kind of like, you know, I don't know what's wrong here. I'm doing everything. And the kids like, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want to be a part of this. And they, there was just a clash between the kid trying to really be who they want to be, which I feel like in the, in our society right now, there is that push for kids to, to be, be who you are, be, stand up for yourself, do speak your mind. Mm -hmm. And when you really look at how, our generation grew up, that wasn't really a thing. Right. It was it, like it be was, successful. It was. It's, it was to a degree, but just like you said, it's like there's a certain way to approach these things, not, you know, make yourself happy or make yourself be the best you can be. It was like you got to do it a certain way. Yes. And you don't really ask questions when you're right. told. You <laughs> when don't you're told question certain... authority. Yes, exactly. So there's that. I think that's really a bit what we're seeing a lot of right now is having to re- it retrain parents' minds mm-hmm. of okay, your kids can say no. They should say no respectfully, or maybe they can ask you why. But your response to why is not. It's not. It's because I told you so. Yeah, because I said so. That is not a good answer. It is. It's not a good answer. It, kids, it, it never like, really was. But now they get. <laughs> they can go on the internet or they talk to their friends and they're really confused. Yes, exactly. So I think that is where a lot of the familial mental health things are going on, especially with kids, because they are trying to be themselves, stand up for themselves, be powerful, be independent. But but our parents aren't really ready for that. And so that causes a big clash. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think that, go ahead. So that's where you said, I need to do something. Yes, I need to I need to do something. And I know I didn't want to go back into schools and teach. 
I knew I wanted to be in this mental health space because it's so important. And also on that, I was teaching the littles. I was teaching pre-K, kindergarten, and first. And I mean, the, those those core years, even younger than that, that zero to five age is the most critical years in a kid's life. And my my quote, I would say, is the earlier you plant a seed, the more opportunities it has to bloom. Mm-hmm. And so what would it look like if mental health became more preventative and we were more proactive with it right. versus it being reactive? Mm-hmm. And treating it, so to speak. Yeah. Exactly. And so when people hear mental health, typically when we're working with kids, you hear, oh, teenagers, high school, anxiety, but which is true. But if we start teaching these core social skills, we start teaching them communication, coping skills. Mm-hmm. I always talk, especially to our boys, you're not angry, you're frustrated. Right. You're not angry, you're hurt. You're not angry, you're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Let's give the kills, the, the, give the kids these skills to be able to handle what they're up against now that most people weren't up against 10, 20, 30 years ago. And I like the fact you said communication skills because they can express to people so they won't be prejudged as just being angry. They can express what's going on in their minds or in their worlds or what's going on at home. They can they can express it better, which, like you said, it keeps things from building up, but also it allows those around them to offer help, useful help. Exactly, and that's a huge part of, of what we do. That's a huge part of what Seeds is, is we're, we're really going in to plant the seed to hopefully blooms and blossoms into, you know, kids who are able to express, communicate, and not only themselves, but help other people as well and feel comfortable asking for help and knowing what to do if someone else comes to them for help. So when you started Seeds, you were, like you said, you were, you were teaching, you were an educator, but like I said, you, you got your master's and, mm-hmm. and, and you were seeing so many different levels in different age groups. When did you put pen to paper or, you know, sat down in front of your laptop and said, okay, I actually want to do something in an organized way. And then how did that go? During COVID, um, that was when I kind of had to. So, um, Oh, you made the pivot I, too. Yes, I did. COVID was my pivot point. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I'd already been toying with ideas. I was going to write books about counseling or about social skills for children. I was going to actually have some that I I have not yet done anything with. I said, that's another project I'm working on. But um, I kind of figured that out. And so the COVID, I had my daughter. I, I, she was born maybe six months before COVID. And so I was home with her. I couldn't work because of COVID because she couldn't go to any preschool because kids couldn't go to preschool during COVID. So, you know, I want to figure out something. That was a perfect time for me to figure out how I can make a difference, how I can impact kids, how I can. And for me, it was really it was I have this daughter here that I don't want to be away from full time. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can create something. I can create a small organization or even something for myself to be able to get out. This is the funny part to be able to get out of the house, maybe Tuesday, Thursday, go work with some kids, just go, you know, do something while my daughter, I'm raising my children to then maybe go back to counseling or do something bigger. Little did I know within six months of seed starting, I'd be serving 
six campuses and within a year have about 17,000 kids that I'm working with 30 employees. Wow. So that was, <laughs> that was never the goal. But I think right after COVID, this was such a big need. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that Seeds would blossom into this amazing organization that has taken on so many kids, families, parents, after school programs, therapeutic field days, yoga excursions, summer camps, where we take kids out of South Dallas to be exposed to things that they would have never seen before. Like I, I just, it's become something so huge that I've had to, to ask for help in ways that I never thought I would, but it's amazing. And this journey has just been one that is a story. Like I always joke, I'm going to look back on this and be like, how did I make it through You made it through and you're still thriving. And again, it's just the beginning. You're only into this a couple of years, and already you've got programs like social emotional learning groups, the Bloom Room, uh, Restorative Behavior Classroom, one on one mentoring, boys mentor, girls, non gender peers, um, after school and summer programs, educator professional development, parent engagement programs, seed student athletes programs school advisory uh, programs, mindfulness and wellness sessions, sensory room for student development, specialized community sport, uh, support groups, freshman mentor programs, gifted and talented program, career and college readiness, restorative circles, children's group homes, seed school electives. Girl, all this was in your mind? You were yeah. thinking of these things every step of the way? You just started checking them off? Oh, I'm so impressed. Yes. And I think a big part of the seeds, I, I know my staff would say this. I, I'm not an expert on all of these things. What I am, what does, in my opinion, and what I've been told, what makes me a good leader is I can pull the right people together to create something beautiful. Oh, there you go. You're and, a facilitator. Yes. Exactly. And even when my when my staff does go into classrooms, we're not teachers, we're not we are we're, we go in as seeds facilitators because we don't no matter what community we go into, no matter what school we go into, no matter what classroom we go into, we go into it with a very collaborative mindset because we aren't the experts in every in in most places. It's because every school, every community is so different. Mm-hmm. Even every classroom is different. So they'll come in and ask us, well, what curriculum do you use? And I'm like, well, what do you need? And what can I create for you? Oh, that's good. That's that's and very look, flexible. And they look at me like, oh. Um, and then we just take, and everything we do, we take probably a week just to hear, just to observe mm-hmm. and hear the needs of the community. Right, match it up. Exactly. And then I bring in the people mm-hmm. who are who can then go in and provide those services. That is fantastic. You mentioned six campuses. Can you identify those or is can you can you mention who they are right now at this point? My very first six, they were the ACE campuses mm-hmm. in Dallas ISD. So we were on give me school, give me a second. Um they we were on Frederick Douglass. Douglas, yeah. John Neely Bryan, mm-hmm. Cedar Crest. Yeah. Cochrane Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Truett Elementary School, mm-hmm. and oh, I'm missing one. My last one. It'll come to you. And while you think of it, these are primarily in South Dallas, Southern Dallas. Yes, they are. And how did you get to these campuses? 
What was your connection? Did you go to the DISD? Was there a, a particular teacher, guidance counselor? I'm interested in the journey. There were lots of different ways through, mm-hmm. um, but the main way the the department that I connected with was the social emotional learning department, which actually is no longer, it doesn't look the same mm-hmm. as it did mm-hmm. um, previously. And the funding for social emotional learning was actually cut from DISD. You're kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. And it was oh, really no. sad. So we're, we actually aren't currently serving those campuses, but those were our my first ones that right. I was on where Seeds was really able to blossom and bloom and we were able to do a lot of good work with those campuses. So so tell me uh, what were, what have been the next steps? Because again, this is a journey and the journey is the reward. I always say that to all kinds of people, you know, Everybody's got a journey and success is not a destination. Success is what you do along the way and the ups and downs make you stronger. So the journey is the reward because it's all about how you get there, how you get to continue going where you're going. Um, you're, I know you're trying to get it to many as campuses as possible, not just, you know, in, in Southern Dallas or South Dallas, but maybe all over North Texas if you can, right? Correct. Exactly. And that's the journey now is a lot of fundraising, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out other ways to impact our kids, whether that's why we really had had a large focus on after-school programs. While we we might not be able to go on campus during the school day like we were, we're able to work with the kids after school and work with families and parents. Um, We're looking for new partnerships Mm -hmm. who um, where we can go, whether it might be Boys or Girls Club or Girl Scouts, where we can go in and provide mental health services to the students that they're currently working with. Mm-hmm. We're kind of working through some of those partnerships right now. Um, so yeah, really, we're just looking at ways that we can continue to serve. Something that we've been doing also is going in and we host therapeutic field days. So that's something where we go onto campuses and we talk about teamwork. We do things with teamwork, mm-hmm. not giving up learning to ask for help. Um, Our big campaign right now that we're working on finding a partner for is kicking the stigma. So we're really focusing on kids getting outside, kids being active and healthy and realizing that how they're being physically healthy puts a huge part into how you feel in your mind. The importance of getting outside because I'm sure you know and lots of people know kids don't go outside anymore. No, they're they're online gaming or they're online <laughs> watching YouTube or they're they're not totally couch potatoes, but they don't really get outside like they used to. Not at all. And we're seeing huge the impact of what that is doing to our kids. Yeah, they're not uh, as healthy. It's just mentally or physically they're just not as healthy. Right. And even the communication style. Like during COVID, uh, there was lots of, of teachers who the kids were on they were learning via the computer. Yeah, the virtual learning, and and it wasn't good for them. I mean, they those that made it through that, wow, I, I commend both sides, the students and the educators. But that's a very difficult thing to do because you can't tell if they're paying attention. They don't know exactly if they're totally paying attention because something might be going on in another room at the house right. or they might be having some drama at the house because the parents are at home and they don't want to be at home. I mean, right. I give educators – and the kids who were able to make it through the virtual learning, I, I, real heroes. I mean, is an amazing thing. Absolutely amazing. And yeah. I give also the different groups who were to able to utilize that as, okay, 
we can use this as a a part of our tools, not the main thing and not the only thing, but one of the ways we can continue uh, some learning experiences or some education, but not make it the primary. Correct. Exactly. You know, and something, a story, a quick story that happened when we were out, we were on our first, our first six campuses. Everybody was excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I partner with universities around North Texas and South oh, Dallas. And I hire their interns who are get finishing their master's degrees in counseling, sure. social work, education, in any of the helping services. And I provide them with a paid internship to go into communities. Oh, that's excellent. That's, that's a win-win for everybody. Exactly. Because um, any person, in t- even teachers, mm-hmm. counselors, when we're going through those last, that last year of having to get our hours, we're not paid. Right. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that. So and when you do have a student teacher, be extra kind to them because most likely they are not getting paid for that year that they're working with your children. Um, that that there's, that's, that causes even more stress and mental harm to the people who are wanting to be in these helping fields because they're typically working for almost a year with no pay at all. And you know what? So, I, I remind parents and I remind, I remind students this too. The educators, seriously, they're not doing this for the money. They're doing it because they love to teach. They love the kids. They love it when someone learns something or learn, move on, graduate, but then come back and say, you know what? You had an impact on my life. That's invaluable. That is, that is more than just money, even though, to me, again, educators and uh, first responders in particular, they are not paid enough in this society. They're just not. And that includes you, Ms. Sola, Ms. Shola. Shola thank Madison. You, and I'm talking yeah. again to Shola Madison. She is the CEO and founder of Seeds K-12, through nonprofit dedicating to serve, educate, and empower diverse students. So, so you were talking about how, you know, you were able to partner with and have volunteers work with you to help with these six initial campuses, these ACE oh, campuses. Yes, yes, the six campuses. That's what I was talking about. So we, it was right after COVID. We were one of the first vendors to be able to go back on campuses after COVID. And we were ready. We were ready to start. We were so excited. And we were, this was, we were working with, a, I, think, I believe, a second grade group. Mm-hmm. We were, All right, everybody, write your name on your papers. And they kind of looked at us. And because they weren't in school, they didn't know how to write their names. I can believe that. They might have been able to type it, <laughs> but they don't know how to write it. <laughs> right. They couldn't write it or spell it because oh they had goodness. missed that kindergarten and first grade years where they learned those it skills. It was a blur. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first couple months of seeds was people really forget just. about that. Yeah. People do. And how and the impact of what's happening in education right now because of those years that were lost. Mm-hmm. And so we went, we couldn't even really start doing this, our seeds stuff because we're okay we're gonna take these first couple months and really go back and learn our names yeah relearn yes what are our names and why are they important and even you know for a lot of our kids it's if someone says their name wrong they're like that's okay and i'm like no it's not sweetie your name is your name your name is so important that's the core of who you are and one of the i didn't even go through our i'm started talking our pillars for seeds are social emotional learning mental health and wellness diversity, equity, and inclusion, and restorative practices. And Mm -hmm. that diversity, equity, and inclusion piece, I almost didn't use the word diverse in the name SEEDS. So it's serve, educate, and empower diverse students. And Mm -hmm. when I was coming up with the name SEEDS, I was like, maybe I should use the word developing students or something else. Because in our society, that word diversity 
it throws up a red flag. And people sometimes don't want to hear it or don't know how to manage it. And so I was like, you know, I asked for a lot of people's opinions on it. And they said, if you want to use the word diverse diversity, you should do it Mm -hmm. and make it what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. And so we used in seeds, we used the word unique. And that simply means unlike anything else. And so when we teach diversity and we teach it to our kids, it's yes, you are diverse, but every single person in this classroom is diverse. Exactly. You could have a room full of African-American students and they are still very diverse. Mm -hmm. And we help kids learn about about their diverse characteristics and how their past, present, and future will play a part into their lives and into their diversity. And we celebrate their diverse characteristics and teach them how to use those characteristics to launch themselves exactly. into the future. And how you can appreciate the differences. Again, you could have a, a school full of girls and all of them are not the same height. You could have, Correct. they may have short hair, they may have long hair. You may have some with glasses, some who don't. We can mm-hmm. talk about differences and talk about how differences create power because Correct. you're able to appreciate all kinds of different things. It's almost like if you had the exact same meal every single day, that would be kind of boring. But if you have a different, uh, if you have different palates of food, if you have vegetables, if you have fruits, if you have uh, breads, if you have meats, proteins, I could go on and on and on about diversity is important. And it also allows you to be more powerful. Yes, exactly. So I love the fact that you're using those different words to spell out the word seeds. Because, again, you're trying to help kids out and grow in this world today. Because the, the, glo- the world is a global village now. You know, no one is an island amongst themselves. There's people from all over the world who actually work together. And they may be in different, you know, laptops all over the world but they actually work together to make everybody better we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yes, 100%, 100%. So right now, if somebody wanted to volunteer and be a part of SEEDS, what would they need to do? 
or if they wanted to partner. Tell us, tell us about where you are right now and things that people who find this conversation interesting might want to be involved with you in different levels. What could they do? They can, of course, always reach out to me or, um, I mean, I would be probably the best person to talk to when it comes to those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I can provide my phone number and email to anybody who would like to reach out and to help, to help, to volunteer, to be a partner, to be a sponsor, or just, just to hear more about what we're doing and hear about all the different areas. I mean, we, we've covered a couple We've really talked about, you know, being in schools and doing after school programs, but we're also working on the greenhouse project. We're going to be working on, um, we call them, of course, greenhouses instead of group homes for kids who are currently unhoused in the state system who are Mm -hmm. needing housing. And we're creating therapeutic foster homes to be able to offer them therapeutic housing situations because they're probably in emergency shelters right now. And this is one of the many projects we're doing where we need help and we need people to be on our team and we need this additional assistance. And so anybody who'd be interested in anything in regards to mental health, education, working with kids in state custody, advocating for kids, working with parents and communities, we would love to have your support, help, your support or help. And you also, like you said, mentioned you partner with other nonprofits as well, because it's all about working together on these things, right? Yes, of course. We, we don't do everything and we love to partner with people who have the same, who are vision aligned and that can provide resources that we can't. And they can get, is, is Facebook the best place right now to catch up with uh, Shola Madison? Yes. Facebook, we have what we're doing on Facebook on seeds, on uh, seeds underscore K 12. And that is the same on Instagram. On Instagram too. And again, you are doing all kinds of great work right here in Dallas and Again, the idea, the concept is so strong, and the journey is the reward. And I know there may be tough times and twists and turns along the way, but that just makes it even more rewarding. Uh, before we let you get out of the get out of here, is is there anything else you want to share with with our, our listeners about what Seeds is doing? Uh, is there a story about a, a particular kid or somebody who's volunteered and they've been their lives have been enriched with something that you've done? There's quite a few stories. And oh, and I hate to put you on a spot, but can you give me one? You did. You know, there's. I don't know. If this is a particular. This really isn't a story, but it's something that we've heard a lot from our kids. Mm-hmm. When something that we do a lot is exposing them to things, mm-hmm. and even to yoga or to the arboretum. Mm-hmm. We are looking for a partnership with the Arboretum, but mm-hmm. with the with the Arbor with the Arboretum. You never or with know. It. That's right. You never know who's listening. Yes. Um, or with anything that we're exposing that that's new to them, especially a lot of our our kids in our communities are saying, Well, that's not for me. Right. I didn't know that existed I or I could go there. Yeah. Or I didn't know I had access to the Arboretum. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the Arboretum was. What is the Pearl Museum? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. They that they're they don't even yoga. They're like, yoga's not for us. We can't do yoga. That's not that's not for our community. Mm-hmm. And it's well, a big part of seeds is yes, this is for you. There's more than what's going on 
there's more things in Dallas or even outside of Dallas than just on your block. Yes, and that's then that it's not it's not that it's not for you, right? You just haven't been exposed to it, and we need people, organizations, and as community members to realize how important it is for our kids to be exposed to other things and what they what they see in their everyday lives. And we just keep telling our kids just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean that it's not for you, and you should want to seek out to learn more about the things that you think aren't for you because that's not always true. And that's why we had you on this show, Shola. Shola Madison, the CEO and founder of Seeds K-12. through The reason I have you on the show is because I want you to be able to facilitate and connect with people who might provide these opportunities for kids who care. Amazing. All right. Thanks. I really, for, I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. Sure. And thank you. We're going to check in with you real soon and find out what's the next step with uh, Seeds K-12. through Thanks, Shola. Awesome. Have a great one. And joining us right now is a good friend of mine, Xavier Henderson, 4oakcliff.org, an award-winning nonprofit with a mission of developing community through education, social mobility, and social capital. X, how you been, man? Chris, I've been well, man. I've been well. How about you? I've been doing great, and I'm so proud of you guys. You and Taylor Toys have created a monster. I'm going to call it a monster in a good way. In other words... <laughs> You guys are built different. You guys are a problem. I'm going to use every cliche of 2023 <laughs> to say that you're getting things done. So congratulations on the success and, and the notoriety of Fort Oak Cliff. Can you talk about just what's been going on in the last couple of months, and then we'll go back a little bit. I mean, you just got yeah, back into town, right? Yeah, man, it's been it's been incredible, Chris, man. I just, for one, let me thank you, like, from being a fan of you since the K104 days to mm-hmm. listening to you at the Mavs games and on the radio in general on the fan, man. I've always been a fan of you, man. So, Appreciate one, you. it means a lot coming from you. And then, uh, secondly, man, it has been an incredible journey. Like, here at 4 Cliff, you know, I'm just honored to wake up every day and just serve the South Oak Cliff community alongside a really incredible team. You mentioned my brother, Taylor, and he is such a phenomenal uh, person and leader and you know, I'm I'm just thankful to wake up every day and do this. And yeah, man, Four Oak Cliff has had a pretty good both year and the last couple of months. It, it's been a lot. It's been some really good things underway. Well, let's let everybody know what's. That's like I said. Let's go backwards. Let's just go recently and then go backwards. You you guys have been ripping and running because a lot of really good things have happened over the summer and this fall. Let's just talk about what's been happening recently and just keep talking about yeah. the. The, the community center, the new building, the whole nine yards. Absolutely, man. So for anybody that doesn't know, we have a new building. So Four Oak Cliff was originally in the Glendale Shopping Center. So that was where our first community center was. It's where Taylor's grandfather used to have a small store. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a staple here in South Oak Cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where Four Oak Cliff originally was. Now we have a new location. So we just got our new building, which is uh, now the, the Four Oak Cliff Community Campus. It used to be the Moreland YMCA. Mm-hmm. And we're just thankful to wake up every day and serve in our new building. For anybody that doesn't know, it's a 20,000-square-foot building with 10 acres of land. And the building, it was left in really great state. There's a gymnasium. There's an outdoor basketball court. There's a swimming pool. Uh, we've got a dance room. We've got a, 
esports and multimedia lab. We have a classroom, a multi-purpose lab. So there's a lot of room to serve the families of South Oak Cliff, and we needed it, Chris. Like yeah. I was talking about our previous location, we had outgrew it. So we had been in there. And there were times where every room was packed. So to have this new, bigger building, we're able to serve more people. And like you were asking, what have we been doing over these last couple of months in the fall and the summer, man? It's been amazing. The summer is our busiest season. Like we like to say, World Clip owns the summer because we do uh, our summer camp, which is in partnership with a great partner called Building Opportunities and Opening Minds. And we, we have kids, uh, about 50 kids that come through that are grades tender through fifth. But mm-hmm. this year we decided to add middle school, so we had the middle school as well. So it was a fun summer for the summer camp. In addition to that, we also had a full summer of the swim. So our swimming pool was open. Uh, it just closed because now it's not as hot. <laughs> oh yeah. But we we gave out. Yeah, we had out. We had about a thousand people come and use our pool. So it was active. And wow. It was. Uh, it was the most popular thing. In fact, the first day we opened the pool was our busiest day. We had over 80 folks. Woo. It was like, okay, the swimming pool, we've got to make sure people have access to that. So we have also provided swimming lessons. So we had about 200 people sign up and participate in swim lessons. And then throughout the summer, we were also doing our um, our, our planning for our major events. So we had events throughout the year to both celebrate the community and to give resources. And the summer is kicked off with our Juneteenth Festival. So the Juneteenth Festival was the way we started the summer, right? Mm -hmm. Right after Juneteenth, that's when the summer camp started. But Juneteenth had about 2,000 people, Chris. We gave out uh, resources. We had musical performances. Uh, We we had employers out there. The swimming pool was was open and jumping. We had a three-on-three basketball tournament. We gave out food. So, I mean, we, we just kicked it off with Juneteenth. But our biggest, 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 biggest staple event is our back-to-school festival, and we held that in August, and that's how we end the summer. So we start with Juneteenth, mm-hmm. do the summer camp, have swimming throughout the summer, and then we wrap the summer up with our annual back-to-school festival. And the festival is our way of celebrating the start of the school year. But it's also a way to support some of the parents by alleviating the burden of like having to pay for school supplies, right? So right. We, we held our festival. Yeah, we held our festival on our campus. We have the room for it, thankfully. Um, and we gave out school supplies. We registered voters. We had employers there. Another one of our great partners is called Workforce Dallas, and they brought out a bunch of employers to help people that were looking for jobs, helping adults that were seeking employment. Mm-hmm. And then we also uh, have colleges and musical performances again. You know, this is uh, the 50th year of hip-hop. So, you know, we had right. local talent like the legendary Big Tuck. Uh, he came out and performed. Look we out. had Jason Leary. Yeah, we had Jason Leary from here in Oak Cliff as well perform. Uh, you know, we had the Townview Band. So we, we try to make sure that not only you getting resources, not only you – you know, uh, getting connected to different organizations that support you, but we want to make sure you have a good time. We want to make sure uh, you get to see some of your, you know, favorite artists and, you know, take some good pictures. We had a lot Mm -hmm. of photo moments throughout the the park. So we just try to celebrate the school year in the right way. That is fantastic. And that, like you said, led you into fall. You were planning stuff for the fall. What has been going on and what is coming up? And then we got to go into some of the legacy stuff that you've been doing uh, since, like I said, you and Taylor – decided to come up with for org. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this fall, 
it's a lot of things underway. So for one, uh, on the campus, of course, we have what we call our out-of-school time program. So uh, we, we are really trying to get people to sign up for our 4 Cliff membership. Membership is free. There's no cost. Mm-hmm. And that's how we disseminate our information. Right. You know, share to the community what's going on in the campus. So, you know, our out-of-school time has programs like dance. We just started our basketball team. We've uh, got Girl Scouts. We've got academic enrichment and, uh, like, different softwares on the computers that basically support the learning of our kids. So uh, we want the community to know, like, hey, sign up for membership, get the kids signed up, it's all free, and then participate in any of the programs I just mentioned. So that's that's one big aspect. But also, we recognize that we have to play a role in supporting families with food and meals because we don't want anybody hungry. Mm-hmm. So we do have meals available at Four Cliff. You can come in um, and get a, a warm meal and and you can take a meal for your family. We have food. We don't have a kitchen yet, so that's another big thing we're working on. But right now we do have meals that are already prepared um, that are available for free. You don't even have to pay or anything like that. And in addition to, to that, a really strong part of our work is our, our, our food justice work. So we do a farmer's market the first and third Saturday of every month at oh, World Cliff. And we're really kind of spread the word. We, we accept SNAP and WIC, and we want people to come out um, and just not only, uh, you know, shop with us and, you know, support, but at the same time, uh, just enjoy the, the, the campus itself. You know, we have a playground. We just got a, an addition to our playground. So we've got uh, some really cool features out there. I got to give a major shout out to the Kershaw Challenge because they supported Four Oak Cliff in building a, a new playground. We haven't, uh, we haven't fully, like, planned out the ribbon cutting yet. We're still waiting uh, to get that out, but we do want people to come out and use the playground, come and play, um, come out and enjoy the festivities at the farmer's market every first and third Saturday. So the fall is busy. Uh, the fall is uh, a very active time for it. And, you know, we, we're just trying to make sure, uh, you know, folks are coming out. Our team is also actively going into a couple of the schools here in the neighborhood. So we're doing a lot uh, with some of the elementary and middle schools just to continue to support the learning there. So, you know, Four Oak Cliff, the team is busy. And the last thing that I'll say that's a really, really huge update, Chris, mm-hmm. is that Four Oak Cliff is now a voter location. So, oh, excellent. Uh, early voting. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing. Like, we are, we went from, like, just being able to register voters to now you can come to Four Oak Cliff if you're looking for a location. There's a lot of it and throughout Dallas, but we're, we're glad to also be one of them. So uh, you can now vote at Four Oak Cliff. We've uh, we got we're, – we're open right now. In fact, uh, if you need to stop on your lunch break and go vote, you can go to Four Oak Cliff. So, yeah, you can stop there for early voting and for election day. That is fantastic. We're talking to Xavier Henderson. He is one of the founders of fouroakcliff.org. You've basically made the campus, the community campus, a destination. It's, it's a hub it's it's kind of like it's become the heart of South Oak Cliff, right? Man, I think that's what we're trying to strive to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely want to be the hub, the community hub that you know a family, a community member can rely on. A, a partner organization can embed impact. Uh, we we want to definitely be that vessel. Well, you got all the different pieces in place, and for those who don't know, you you get your community driven programming through the four pillars: education advocacy, community building, and arts. And more importantly, I love the dual gen. For those who don't know, could you explain the two-generation approach with the pillars that I just mentioned? 
Chris. I appreciate that question. So, two-gen approach is basically for Cook's approach to education. There's uh, an intention around serving kids, but also their parent or their right. caregiver, right? Right, making sure that we serve the entire family because we know that um, we we can pour all the resources we can into a child or, the, or a student, but, you know, they still go back to a home environment, and that can still impact their trajectory. So, you know, our student approach is really focused on just educating the kid and the parents together uh, through various programs, like you just mentioned, our four pillars, education, advocacy, community building, and art. Like, all of our programs are done with that dual-gen approach in mind. Like, even when I was talking about the back-to-school festival, like, we set that intention of making sure that when parents come to the back-to-school festival, they can offer the resources they need. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important for employers to be there as well, right? We don't just want to, you know, give school supplies to the kids. We want to make sure that their caregiver, their parents, whoever that that adult is in their life that's bringing them can mm-hmm. also benefit. So we think about that intentionally when we're planning, and we just we want to continue to be the, uh, a two-gen uh, organization that's just serving the entire family because we we're not just focused on student outcomes; we're focused on family outcomes. Exactly. You mentioned all legs of the family, all different generations. You even have events for like you know seniors, people over the age of yeah. fifty and sixty. You know, I didn't even mention that. That was something we did last week. We had a bingo night for We Look call out. our seniors our OG. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. be on the lookout for all of our OG programming. Yeah, we definitely got to prioritize uh, providing space for our seniors because, you know, they guide us. You know, our elders have poured so much into us, and they continue to. So, yeah, absolutely, we do. And this includes, like, health conversations. You sometimes have um, medical people there to answer some questions or be able to help people get checkups and whatnot? Uh, absolutely. Like one of our biggest partners is the Methodist Health System. Uh, we've also part, uh, partnered with Parkland and throughout the year, especially at like our, our farmer's markets, like mm-hmm. in addition to being able to buy things like food and produce, like we would traditionally have partners like a Parkland or uh, like Methodist, whoever um, that we're working with. Like that's a space where we might have a conversation about health or you might be able to get a screening. We We just try to make sure that that is is available, man. There's a, a lot of uh, data that points at why we need to tackle health disparities. Uh, a powerful resource that I would always encourage people to like spend some time with and read is the Parkland Community Health Needs Assessment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again because it's the Parkland Community Health Needs Assessment. I think that is a really useful tool for really understanding why, you know, having health programs, having fairs, are so important because you can see disparities by zip code and our zip code, man, it's, it's, it's often in the red when we're looking at some of the maps and charts for things like diabetes and heart disease. Mm-hmm. So when, when we're, when we're planning things, when we're thinking about partnerships, we want to make sure, um, like we're, we're trying to get in front of those disparities and trying to, you know, ultimately improve the health and well being of our neighborhood. Exactly. And uh, one of the things you guys have always been, Big on is financial literacy because how can you change the world if you don't understand money? You got to have money be able to work for you and also social capital. Can you talk about uh, the things that you guys are doing in those areas? Absolutely. So there's there's two things that come to mind. Um, that social capital piece is important. Um, when I when I think about social capital, I think of one of our incredible board members. Her name is Dr. Booker Drew. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he's the expert on social capital. When I think about all of the ways in which I've grown in life, uh, whether that be graduating through high school, through college, through grad school, et cetera, and employment, like I think about some of those social networks, some of those people I'm connected to that help me, like whether that be something as simple as having a sibling, or I have two siblings, but I'm saying like I have a, a sibling that was really good at writing, right? He had already went to college. He had already advanced and, you know, gone through the process. Being able to talk to somebody who had done it before benefited me. And I think about all the other webs of influence uh, that really reflect that that uh, that idea of the village. It takes a village to raise a child, like social capital um, and increasing social capital is important because, you know, we... We all sort of um, can point at examples throughout our lives of people in our community, in our family, in our network, in our in our environment that either you know supported us in a positive way mm-hmm. or the opposite, right, in a negative mm-hmm. way. So we're trying to be very intentional about the ways in which we're building social capital in our community by not only exposing folks to different programs and resources. But thinking about, like, who are the people that we've met across the years? Who are the people that, you know, we've worked with that we can bring to Fort Oak Cliff and work with us uh, to connect with the people that we're, we're serving as well, to directly connect them with folks, right? To increase mm-hmm. the social capital, not only uh, among those folks that we know, but among themselves, too, right? Because, you know, it again, it takes that village to both raise a child. And even as an adult, if, if you think about it long and, and, and if you really re- like reflect on it, even throughout our adulthood, we know that there are relationships, there are people that we can call upon that exactly. can help us get through something, you know? So that social capital is so important. And then you also asked about uh, the financial literacy. Um, like, one thing that we want to make sure uh, is that, that folks have access to things that, can, you know, dramatically improve their lives, but, you know, that access to information is imperative, man. I'll give a a quick example. Like, a few years ago, I was trying to buy uh, my first house, and, you know, I had, you know, I had done some things I had tried to learn on my own, but it wasn't until I had went to a class at Habitat for Humanity, um, and they had, like, this home buyer class, and, man, Mm -hmm. I learned so much in that class, Uh, and and here I am, you know, uh, I was at coming out of education at the time and, you know, I, I had a I had a, a college degree and there were still things that, you know, you you just don't know, right? So yeah. we we're actively we're actively like always thinking about who are the partners, who are the what are the topics, what are the things that we need to make the community members uh, know about, have access to and, you know, can grapple with. So uh, one thing that's uh, that's uh, on the horizon, I would encourage everybody to go to our website. We have a home buyer uh, seminar coming in, coming up with one of our partners. Oh, good. Um, and we're, yeah, we're trying to add more things like that. Right now, our team is planning like uh, 2024 in our calendar for next year, but we want to make sure that things like that are more uh, often available. And of course. You know, if you're listening to this and you're a partner and you offer that, definitely hit us up and see, uh, and let's see how we can partner and potentially hold you at for real quick because we're not trying to do any of this work alone. We know we can't solve these issues by ourselves, so we're always uh, seeking out partners and organizations and individuals that have expertise, you know. Like, in volunteering, like, sure, I could have a bunch of volunteers come by and 
I would love to have some support moving things from time to time or whatever that may be. But if you have an expertise or a skill, I'd really leverage that. Like Taylor says that all the time, and I'm I'm glad we have that intention. Like we, if you're great at Excel, if you're great at photography, if you're great at all sorts of things, let's volunteer in that way, right? Let's mm-hmm. make sure that you're able to contribute to your gifts, right? So, yeah, I think uh, throughout the, the next year, man, I, I definitely want to, make sure I share that information with you because we, we definitely want to spread the word. Oh, yeah, I think that's very important. I'm glad you brought up the, the real estate piece because literally that's the key to your future. That's how you can secure things, not only for yourself, but let's say you want to maintain the family residence. Let's say grandma has a house and you don't want to lose the house. You'd probably want to know something about real estate or or know how to not only purchase a home but keep your home. And I also think it's very important that people be aware of how to maintain a credit score or how important it really is to pay things back on time because that can impact whether somebody loans you any kind of money, whether it's a car loan or whether it's a a, a mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are things that impact you not only in the present, the future, and the next generation if you have children. So it's, it's all things that are vitally important. Exactly. We're talking with Xavier Xavier Henderson, one of the co-founders of 4oakcliff.org, one of the one of the groups that has actually taken off over the last how long, how long have you guys been around now? Over the last 5 or 6 and years? So that's actually the big news, man. We're actually going into next year we're celebrating 10 years. Wow, uh, 10 Cliff. years already. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. We're trying to we're trying to bring a lot of attention to this 10th year. Um, the the very first back to school festival we ever did was uh, we're, we're coming up on the tenth one now, right? Mm-hmm. This coming year. So now that it's like the tenth one, we're like, okay, we've got so many years of things that we've done throughout the community, so many uh, success stories of students and families, and so much momentum. We want to make sure that we bring attention to what we're trying to do for the next ten years. So we're planning that out too. Like, what are we gonna do? leading up to that 10th back-to-school festival in August right. and how we're going to end the year. So there's going to be way more to come, Chris. I'm going to make sure you're invited to everything and hmm. we make sure we, we share it all out with you. But next year we're trying to, like, bring attention to the 10th year. And it's been inc- it's been an incredible journey. Like, back in when this first started, Taylor was a teacher. For anybody that doesn't know, he was teaching fourth grade at Butchman Elementary. Yeah. And it was because of his students. It was because his students came to school without school supplies that he was inspired to, to, to try to fill that gap and get them some school supplies. And it was that inspiration, the, the voices and perspective of his kids that led Fort Cliff to be birthed and to continue to grow because we, we did the first back-to-school festival back then for his children, and it just happened to blossom because – I mean, Taylor had a really compelling vision. He was organizing. He was getting folks like me, and he said, "Hey, X, I want your help with this, man. Let's build this. Let's do this for the for the neighborhood." And uh, that first year, we had over fifteen hundred people show up, and mm-hmm. you know, we're very thankful. You know, it was incredible. Uh, we had some great support from the United Way, and we couldn't have done it without them. And man, that that was one of those things that, like, when I reflect upon, I'm like, if were it not for, you know, just being proximate, being an educator, being in the community. Um, I, I don't think Fort Cliff ever comes to be, but because of that proximity, because listening to the, the needs of the children, you know, we, we identify like uh, a, a huge uh, a need and, you know, we acted upon it. So I, I, I will say like it's 
been a, a, a huge journey, right? Like the first year was just a festival, right? And then like, over the years, we started to grow. We weren't what we are now back in 2015. So when we tell people 10 years, like, it's like, oh, dang, y'all had this wine station. No, no, no. We didn't have this building back then. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We, the, the only thing we had was that Squirrel Cliff logo and that really amazing back to school festival. So we've grown over the years and we've been really blessed to be able to serve. So I, I will say it's been a journey, but look, I, I can't express enough over the, the next year. We're going to, we're going to be trying to spread the word. We're going to be inviting people to stuff. We're going to really like, try to celebrate this past 10 years and, again, try to start the vision for the next 10 years. Let me tell you something. You guys are doing it the right way because if you weren't, you weren't able to get the partnerships. And I bring up the partnerships because sometimes, you know, no one can do something by themselves. And when I say the partnerships, I'm talking about the volunteers. I'm talking about the families. I'm talking about the parents. I'm talking about the kids. I'm talking about the educators, the first responders, J. Cole, who came in and and, and gave it some grace. And also even Ezekiel Elliott gave you guys a shout out when he came back playing for the Patriots. I'm bringing up some of these particular names because if you weren't doing it the right way, they would not lend their name, their talent, their treasures, their, their time to what you're doing, and, and and with that being said, can you name off? I mean, I'm not sure you're going to leave some off because it's not in front of you on a spreadsheet. But some of the bigger names you, you mentioned, the United Way, there were AT and T, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Go on and on and on of some of the, the the different organizations that saw your vision and see. You know what? I'm going to invest in this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I appreciate that, and um, you're right, man. It's it has been. Sorry about that. I was coughing, but it has been an incredible journey. We've had some amazing partners. Um, some of them, like I said, we're the United Way. It's been Workforce Dallas. Uh, Methodist Health System has been a phenomenal partner. Very thankful for them. The Dallas Mavericks, my, my favorite team. We got that win yesterday. Mm-hmm. I love the Mavs and everybody at, mm-hmm. at the Dallas Mavs. They've been incredible, man. Um, we uh, Boom, building opportunities, opening minds, empowering the masses. Um, the 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 park right for the city Dallas Park and Rec man I have so much love for them uh, R I C O Taylor he sits on the park board as well and I just have such a great appreciation for the, the park and rec department for not only supporting us with the festival but you know they've been running recreation centers uh, since I was a child right so they've even mm-hmm. you know been a, a sounding board for us when we're seeking advice so just thankful for them. Thankful for uh, the schools that we work with, from the, the back-to-back state camps, the South Oak Cliff, Golden Bears, everybody there, Dr. Johnson, Batsy, the whole staff, man, that's such a phenomenal community institution. Uh, like, Sock is a great partner and a great school. Like, I'm just thankful and excited about this football season as well. But all the schools that feed up into it, especially Dr. Frederick Todd Middle School, which used to be Zumwalk, uh, there's a lot of uh, oh, in uh, Black Elementary, man. There's a there's a lot of schools that we're thankful for. But you mentioned some names too, man. Some 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 big caliber folks that we've been able to be blessed and uh, impacted by. Like you mentioned, J. Cole. Like that was a crazy. Oh yeah. We were so like J. Cole pulled up during the fourth annual Back to School Festival back in uh, 2018. So uh, it, we didn't know he was coming. We had the festival, it just happened to be the same day that he had his concert in Dallas, and man, he he, he blessed us, man. He he decided uh, he he was gonna show up, and not only show up, but he stayed and took pictures with everybody, kids, 
families, mm-hmm. everybody. We got pictures. He took pictures. But he also brought school supplies, man. He brought a U-Haul full of school supplies for the children. So uh, shout out to him. Like you said, Zeke. Uh, Zeke is, uh, our, man, we love Zeke, man. We, we love him, his family. Like, mm-hmm. he's been incredible. Um, there were days he would just show up and hang out with the children, the, the students, and uh, and he did, you know, and it wasn't about the pop, pop and circumstance. He wasn't trying to get pressed or nothing. He was just trying to be present, you know, because he, he, he understood the importance. So shout out and much love to, to see. We miss him down here in Dallas. So, you know, we definitely miss him, but he's always still got our back. Um, a few years ago, another person that we were blessed to meet, man, uh, was Mark Zuckerberg. He had showed up. That's right. To, Facebook. Yeah. Yep. Facebook. He showed up. Uh, he was he was in town and uh, it was on uh, Martin Luther King Day and he was looking for a volunteer engagement and he happened to uh, uh, told about us um, and he was uh, he, he was out there man he helped us build the garden and we haven't talked to him since so that's something we want to do now we want to reach back out and say hey look look at what all has happened since you last visited us here in Oak Cliff we want to definitely show him our growth so. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else, man. We've met some incredible people. We There's somebody else who uh, I have to say rest in peace to, unfortunately, but we got to meet Nipsey Hussle, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he had been in town, and uh, he had shout out to uh, Bebe. He brought him by, um, and he had visited our original location, so the original Fort Oak Cliff Community Center. And, uh, and he, we gave him a tour. Taylor walked him through this, uh, like, data deck. And we were just sort of like walking through some of the data for the for the neighborhood and some of the demographics and some of like the programs we do and and Nipsey called our work impressive man and that's something that I always stick with me and you know I'll never I'll never forget that so you know we're thankful for him and just you know his uh the legacy he leaves behind through the marathon and all his music so you know yeah the the to your point earlier like from meeting some of those folks folks wanting to you know, get involved, like, it, it definitely is a testament to, you know, we're trying to just have the right spirit about the work and even the community at the center of it. And let me tell you something, the next 10 years will be even more incredible because you're doing it all the right way. Xavier Henderson, thank you again for joining us, man. Man, Chris, I, of course, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you, CA. Thank you, man. You know it. And thank you all for joining us on Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. So long, everybody. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.